Welcome to the Semester at Sea podcast. This is episode one, and I will be your host, Patrick Fennell, spring 2014 alumni and member of the Young Alumni Council. Every episode, we'll hear interviews, stories, and musical creations from students, alumni, and staff. Semester at Sea is a biannual study abroad program taking place during the fall and spring semesters, where students get the opportunity to study abroad on a ship and where the world becomes your classroom. Semester at Sea is hosted by ISE, the Institute for Shipboard Education, a nonprofit based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Semester at Sea is made possible with the support of listeners like you. Whether student, alumni, or neither, visit semesteratsea.org to get involved and find out more. You can also interact with Semester at Sea on any of your favorite social platforms. Applications are currently open and accepted on a rolling basis. Donations are welcome and serve students the opportunity at experiences like you hear on this show. In today's first segment, you'll hear a number of voices from the fall 2019 voyage. Stories from Semester at Sea. As I board the plane, I am taken back by the unknown. I am reminded of the hardship and stress transitions evoke. In these times, I remind myself of the people who have built me block by block, taking up space in my heart, enabling me, as all relationships should, to move forward without hesitation, but instead with anticipation. Currently, I am making space for the future. I am looking forward, embracing the irony of life, that the only constant we know is change. The sun is about to rise over here in Amsterdam. First sunrise I'll witness from this ship. Gotta go. September 9th, 2019. Greetings from Amsterdam. I've never really felt these types of feelings before. It's freedom, peace of mind, and exhilaration. Quite a feeling. I'm sitting at a museum, and for the first time ever, I have the ability to just take in everything. There is a buzz of people, new smells, different languages, and independence. I'm beyond excited for what new adventures lie ahead. Three days on the sea, and I already feel so different than I did before I boarded. Sitting here watching our wake crash against the incoming tide, I weirdly feel like I have never been so happy, genuinely happy. The blacks and whites and light blues of the North Sea at night somehow seem to wash away any possible bad thought or memory that I can conjure. This cold, cushionless little porthole window seat feels like it is the only place in the world I am supposed to be. The classes and people are amazing. The seasickness is imminent, but nothing else seems to matter as I sit here watching the water. I sometimes forget that I'm at school and feel like I won the trip of a lifetime with a guarantee that it will change my life forever. And it already is every single day. During my Morocco homestay, the host brother took us to the roof of the house. Since we were in a village, there was little to no streetlights. We watched the stars and I had a moment of realization. It was unreal and amazing to come to this part of the journey where I realized that home will always be there when I go home. Everything will be the same, but I'll be the one who's changed. It was so awesome to look at the stars and realize my friends and family would see the same ones, but only five hours later. I'm less afraid to take chances. I want to share everything. I don't want to settle. I don't want to waste anything. I want to spend time with the people that care. I want to admit the reality of things instead of hoping and wishing things will change. I want to let go. I want to reach out and I want to lean in. I want to listen. Start to see highlights. Finding the good in every day. Jam sessions on the deck. Late night talk with my roommate. The most beautiful sunsets ever that bring everyone outside to live in the moment for just a few seconds. 
the rainy days that bring a rainbow, wholesome conversations at any point in the day because of the complete disconnect, using my seven minutes of Wi-Fi for a two minute phone call on WhatsApp with mom or dad, conversations at 10 p.m. snacks, early mornings in Berlin, meeting friends who also bullet journal, love camp, and overall good vibes, receiving an email that makes me smile so big, waking up for 7 a.m. yoga, or yoga under the stars, or at sunset, or just a random flow, working out in the middle of the ocean, a good hug, and hearing someone call you their friend, dinner with my extended family, a quick birthday song, an Earth Day meeting, and a love story from a lifelong learner, work, meeting the crew members, new friends, and feeling constantly loved. I'm on the ship and I keep hearing people say, I love you, and I keep wondering if they mean it. On the other hand, I've heard so many people say things like, who cares? We all just met, we don't know each other, and we're not going to see each other again after these four months. Both ends of the spectrum make sense to me, especially the latter. I can't help but to wonder what's true and what isn't, how much we mean things, trying to decipher what's true forever and what's true for a moment. I struggle with this mentality often. I keep trying to tell myself things aren't sad just because they don't last forever. Moments in relationships with people aren't sad just because they don't last forever. I keep wondering if it's okay that these people love each other because they just met, because it won't last forever, because they may never see each other again, because they're filling the void of all the people they actually love but can't physically be with right now. But why does it matter if they actually love each other? If it's, just, if it's true just for this moment, that's okay. Love doesn't need conditions. I love how freely it flows between us. That's the way it should be. That's the way it is. Gracefully. Everyone here stands tall with a Ghanaian pride. Fabrics and cloths of brilliant green, orange, yellow colors wrap strong bodies of the men and women. We dropped off our bags at our hotel and went for a walk around the market near our place, despite the rain. The hostel we were staying at was called Somewhere Nice. We stood out clearly, but there was something about the rain and our fresh eyes that created a special kind of feeling. Lane said it best when he said there was a shared humanity about it. They were dealing with the rain, covering their wares, and we were there walking through soaked streets with our rain jackets soaked through, but we were there to see them, their home, Ghana. It was a local market with words of knowledge, a bag of hot plantains, and a happy heart. Madase Accra, Madase Ghana. The halfway mark, which has me doing a lot of reflecting. I think visiting 10 countries in two months would do that to anyone. It's kind of special to be doing this life-changing experience with so many others who are also traveling the world for the first time. Actually, not kind of, it's super special. Day 61, Friday, November 8th. The most notable thing to happen today was a great memory. Ben and I were playing music on Lido when one of the restaurant workers came out. He came close to us and I asked if he had any requests and he started singing Redemption Song. So I started playing along. He sung with soul and smiled when he stopped. He walked away before he could get to the chorus. I wish I knew his name. I am most thankful for the friendships I've made on this trip. We're all here for a reason and we bond over it. No matter what random country you're in, you can always count on each other. Also, it's such a small world after all. I've learned that too. It's been the time of my life. Um, Traveling has many advantages. Being well learned and being exposed to the world has always captivated my attention. 
the subtleties between myself and those around me, to be in an environment where we celebrate those with the courage, those with the courage to be themselves and go beyond the scope of their local home to realize a global home. This is Semester at Sea. I have been thinking much lately about home and when does a house define a home? Is it your home where you are from? How long do you have to live somewhere before you can identify with the culture, the geography, and the quirks enough to consider your house a home? I have never considered living in the US for my adult life. My home has never been here, and that is the beauty of Semester at Sea, is that if home is where the heart is, I can follow my heart anywhere in the world. I can live anywhere, I really can do anything. So many people at home feel gated, stuck within the confines of our city. The pressures are hard and the unknown is daunting. When I go home, the one thing I want to express that I want to shout from the streets is that you are not paralyzed. Despite the lessons of life, belittling the soul and teaching you that you are immobilized, this is a myth. A lie is created to form barriers for safety or to protect you from the unknown but so many people I know back home are so desperate to feel free from this cycle. And I now know how possible it is to be free. I want to take to the streets and let everyone know that your dreams, your absolute wildest dreams are real. The world is bigger than you can imagine. I wish I could even see a 10th of it all. Go out, learn, fail, try again. Fail big so you can learn bigger and dream biggest. If the change is in your heart, then you can accomplish it. Know that it, it is possible to thrive. Since 1963, Semester at Sea has given over 73,000 individuals from 1,700 different academic institutions the unparalleled experience of visiting over 60 countries across six of the seven continents. Semester at Sea serves undergraduate, gap year, and graduate students. Furthermore, the Lifelong Learner program allows non-students to experience, explore, and learn alongside students. If you or someone you know wishes to apply or donate to this world-shifting experience, please visit semesteratsea.org for more information. Today's second segment is an interview with Cameron Thomas Saw, alumni from the Spring 2010 Voyage taken from an interview by Kyle Koble, the president of the Semester at Sea Alumni Association. Cameron Thomas Saw is a foreign service officer for the State Department, former cultural attache in Karachi, Pakistan, the U.S. Embassy in Honduras, and former vice counsel to Consulate General in Ho Chi Minh. Cameron, while on Semester at Sea, was working towards his BA in International Studies at Morehouse College, and furthermore went on to get his Master's in American Foreign Policy from John Hopkins. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, be the recipient of one of the uh, State Department's fellowships. I was a Thomas R. Pickering Foreign Affairs Fellow, and I got that when I was an undergrad. And it was through that mechanism that I started to learn more, more about international relations, loving travel already at that age and curious about the world. It was because of the Pickering Fellowship that I was able to do semester at sea. Um, it was because of that opportunity that I was able to, you know, have a lot of those opportunities overseas. 2007, 2008, 
and I had a had a summer boot camp at Goldman Sachs. And the next summer, I was slated to uh, do another banking internship overseas in, in Mauritius, actually. And, you know, the bottom fell out of the economy all over the world and the bank folded. And I was so upset that I didn't get a chance to visit Mauritius, more so than I didn't get this internship. I, I just wanted to see Mauritius. I wanted to go speak French and be on a beach and have some cultural uh, exchange. So the, the, the story about how I found Semester C, it, it dovetails right into that story. So because that internship didn't happen, I ended up coming back down to university early in the summer to work in the study abroad office to prepare for the fall study abroad fair. And it was at that study abroad fair that I met the recruiter for a semester at C. He and I talked for a bit and I'm helping him set up his table. And he, he goes to the bathroom. He says, you know, Cameron, can you watch my table? If anybody comes by, just give them a, a pamphlet. So I'm standing there for about five minutes, just reading the semester at C pamphlet. And I'm, I'm saying, this is remarkable. What is this? What's this semester at C thing? The next year was 2010. And I got the, I went on the voyage. <laughs> I was, I was looking at two programs, actually. One was in China. The other one was semester at sea. The China program, I mean, it was great, but I think the semester at sea gave me more options. It was something that provided what I what I think I really needed. You know, you get a very multifaceted understanding of the world. You know, looking back 10 years, I think the best part about it was not just that the world was our classroom, was that you met people from so many different backgrounds from across the United States. And I think that was the most important part. I mean, I, I loved traveling the world. I loved all of our experiences on that voyage, but it was the friendships that came out of that. The, the fact that, you know, I'd never known anyone from Seattle or Denver or Arizona. One of my main takeaways from, from my career, uh, from my, my study abroad experience, I like to think that I was a, an ambassador of sorts um, of my community, um, not only to myself, I mean, not only to uh, other countries, but to the people on the ship. Like I said, a lot of us came from different backgrounds. There was a guy in the, the room next to me. He was from Michigan. He was from a part of Michigan that I had never even heard of. And I was from a part of Michigan that he would have never thought about visiting. And just the interaction that we had, the breaking down of barriers, it you know, it, it, it crossed race, color, ethnicity. I, I can't say anything more about the importance of bringing people together and, and giving them a shared experience. Um, I knew people from the East Coast and the Midwest, but the fact that we were all having this shared experience in the world, forming our own opinions, and we're all in our early 20s. So we don't, none of us are taking ourselves too seriously. Um, but we, our hearts and our minds are open. And I think that's what really built, built a, a great bond between all of us. When we arrived in Ho Chi Minh City, we had a, an opportunity to go to the Mekong Delta and just spending the night there and being like in the, in the, in the rice paddies of Southern Vietnam, is, it was just beautiful. And, you know, we kind of grew up with this understanding, a very cursory understanding of the Vietnam War, but you never really learn about the Vietnamese people. And just interacting with folks that you, you, never, you never really knew, having an understanding about their way of life, uh, happiness, uh, and then learning about the war from their perspective, I thought was remarkable. Because I think that, you know, how we went to school and the way that we learned things, we learned in a very 
unique perspective. And that perspective is not always shared uh, all over the world. And that opened my eyes up to more empathy of other people and other ways of life. I'd had international experiences before a semester at sea, but that was such a markedly different culture to have experienced. And I, I really fell in love with it. And, and subsequently I went back and we can talk about that later, but you know, um, when we were in Hyderabad, India, we had the opportunity to volunteer at a, uh, at a girl's shelter and to speak to them about the importance of education, going to Mauritius, finally making it to Mauritius. And this was a part, uh, this was a part of my, my class, one of the classes I took on the voyage, but it was the first time I'd been to a mosque and learning about Islam and learning about Hadith and learning, at, learning about, uh, you know, Islam at a time where there were a lot of challenges going on around the world and to learning what really what this religion was all about to me was very eye-opening. Also, you know, being a Black American, going to, you know, Ghana, going to West Africa and, you know, connecting with, you know, Africans and, you know, understanding what the diaspora was. I mean, I went to a Black college, so you have Morehouse brothers who are from almost every continent. But, you know, there's something about look, yearning for that connection uh, to, to Africa that was really great. One, I'll be remiss to share, not to not share uh, on-ship memory that I really cherish, and that's the uh, intramural basketball. Here I am, I'm on this intramural basketball five-on-five on the ship, circumnavigating the world with my friends, Brooke, Corey, Graham, and Eric, and we won the championship. And so we, we, we deemed ourselves, we're the world champions of basketball. And uh, that's just more of a testament to the, the, the relationships that you have, not, at, not in those countries, but, but on the ship. But I would say that those are definitely some of my, my best experiences. So, you know, after semester, I said I did a lot of traveling. You know, our teacher for, uh, for global studies was uh, Don Gagnac, right? And he was always full of these, these, these quips, right? And, you know, one of them was, you know, never let your age, what was it? Never let your age uh, outpace the number of countries you visited. I took that to heart and I just kept traveling. What semester at sea offers that, a, you know, maybe one or two countries study abroad doesn't is, once again, you're going to be outside of your comfort zone in one way or another, always, and you won't expect it. So if you if you go to a different country, you always see, you know, the Americans, eventually, they all are hanging out together, because they identify themselves as outside of a culture, and they, they decide they, they, they have a very narrow experience within the culture, you go to Barcelona, you're just going to do the party stuff. You may go to the Spanish class. What Semester at Sea offers is that even though you're with other Americans, you're, from a, you're with a very diverse group of Americans, and you all are so open-minded and open-hearted that you force yourselves to do all of these very different experiences. What Don Gagnat used to say to be adventurers, right? You, we're, we're adventurers. We're not tourists. When you're a study abroad in Barcelona or somewhere just one time, you're you're just a tourist for a semester, but we were forced to be adventurers. Everything was a, a learning experience that you can bring to the classroom and write about it and reflect on it. Although we feel like we can be constricted in our in our bubble, right? We used to call the you know the ship was our you know the the great mom, everything like that. That wasn't everyone's jam, you know. You have a lot of people that spend all their time on the shore. They would find themselves in all these different cultural exchanges and doing these homestays. But can you imagine doing a homestay in China, then doing a homestay in Vietnam, and then a homestay in Ghana, then a homestay in Brazil? 
what you're going to get away, what are you, you going to take back to, you know, University of Colorado or Morehouse College from that experience? It's going to be a lot different from maybe just a semester in, in, in Bologna or a semester in Barcelona. So we used to do, we used to do the interport, the briefings, right? The diplomatic yeah. briefings in some ports. And so some foreign service officers would come on board. They'd tell us, this is what's going on in the country. These are the places that you want to stay away from. This is the phone number to the embassy. This is how you get in contact with us. And to me, that was that was really fortunate. And I had the opportunity to talk to um, almost every person that gave us a diplomatic briefing. More than anything, meeting those foreign service officers and seeing them in action and seeing that they would even take the time to come on a ship and talk to a bunch of college students showed just their dedication to public service. And then being in all these different countries and engaging with people. One of the foreign service officers that did our, our briefing in China, I ended up working with. And I said, oh, you look so familiar, you look so familiar, you look so familiar. And I went back in all my, my old pictures. And I said, you did my, my briefing when I was in college on semester at sea. I was talking to my supervisor the other day and her husband did it when uh, the ship docked in Cuba. Um, there, you know, Semester at Sea has such a, a wide network um, in so many fields. I mean, I'm just talking about it in, in my profession, but, you know, anyone who works in any kind of cultural or social or, you know, international organization, I'm sure someone, everyone has a Semester at Sea story. Most of my job is not necessarily talking with government officials. It's not talking with you know, heads of companies, it's, it's, it's talking to normal people. It's, it's relating to folks and telling them about me and learning about them. And that's basically what I did for a semester. And it was great because I would write about it. You know, we read the literature, then we go into the country or we go into the country and then come back and make reflections. It informs a worldview. Some people did not have a worldview. Some people, some of our friends had never left the United States before. Some of us had seen the world, but we were, we hadn't had that guess, well-rounded understanding of really what the world was like. And the more that you're able to fill in those missing pieces and the more that you're able to put a, a face to uh, a country or a culture, I think the more you are prepared to engage with people who don't share the same background as you do and you can connect with them. And I'm blessed because I have the opportunity to do that uh, on behalf of my country. When you're on the ground, there's nothing like sitting down with somebody and breaking bread and just kind of figuring out who they are and where they come from. Fundamentally, that's, that's, that's what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. And, you know, I was able to do that on that, uh, on that voyage. And that's what it was all about. I think, that, I think that's what's so special about Semester at Sea is that you can be with somebody who you would never hang out with because they're from a different background or a different part of the country. And you can go and you can meet someone on the other side of the world who you probably never have met if you stayed in your hometown or your home state and you take that experience with you and you do that 10 times, you did it in Japan, China, Vietnam, India, Mauritius, South Africa, Ghana, Togo, Benin, Brazil. And then your, your whole worldview has been changed. And it was such a beautiful thing. You get a stronger understanding and a value for things that are markedly like our values, right? Like human rights, right? You understand having, you know, interacted with, you know, minority community, religious minorities in certain parts of the world, or ethnic minorities on certain parts of the world, disadvantaged groups from all the places that we, we went to, you know, the kids that we met in South Africa who were, you know, from the townships, the kids that we met and the people that we met when we were in Salvador Bahia in Brazil, who were from the favelas, the 
the girls that I was talking about earlier who worked, who were um, at the orphanage in Hyderabad, you know, these are some of the most vulnerable people in the world and the opportunity to engage with them. You understand the importance of just protecting basic human rights, basic human dignity. I'm, I'm fortunate because, you know, I do see the importance of that through the lens of my profession. And I do see all the good stuff that goes on and, you know, I work towards it. When I did the, the winter voyage, we went through Central America and I would later on go to serve in Honduras. So Roatan is where, where the ship docked. And, you know, Roatan is, a, you know, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful island that I spent a lot of time learning about as a professional. But when I was there as a student, I interacted with people who later recognized me as, a, as an official there. And that helped me be better understand their issues. And I was able to work with them based on the relationships that I didn't necessarily establish with the fact that they remembered me. That gave me so much perspective. It, gave, it, it made me feel so good because it shows more about them than me, right? It shows that these are people who are open. I made an impact on them, but they've opened so much of their culture, so much of their life to me that I can do my work and help them along the way. One thing that I always remind myself is, you know, we're very blessed to be in a situation where we have complete control, you know, for the most part of our destiny. I can always try to study and better myself and try to earn more money and work with people who are just as educated as I am to try to change my situation. There are people all over the world who they don't necessarily have that freedom. Seeing the way people deal with that situation informs me more than anything else because we take a lot of the freedoms and the liberties that we have for granted sometimes in the United States, right? So if I'm a disadvantaged youth in a very poor nation and I want to go to a school, the school may be 10 miles away. And so there needs to be something in me to do that unless someone's going to help me for us in the United States, I mean, I'm sure you remember when you were 10 years old, you probably didn't want to go to school. And there was, there was a bus that came and picked you up and they fed you and you go for the day. Uh, you think about how blessed we are as a, as a people, as a nation, as a country, but also you look at who you are in the world and where do you fit in perhaps in the possibility to give back. That's why it was important for me to do that enrichment voyage in the winter of that year because we were able to do volunteer work when we went to India to do volunteer work. Later on, when I was in graduate school, I went back to Honduras and I did volunteer work. There are places in the world where people are really trying to better themselves. And the perspectives that we get on the ship, that we got on the ship, I think motivated me even more to lend a helping hand because I'll lend a hand in my community, but I can also lend a hand in a community that's influenced you know, my, my global perspective. You know, maybe sometimes semester C gets a bad rap that, you know, we're not doing anything on the ship but partying. It's not all true. You know, we, we, we're college students, but, you know, there's nothing like getting up in the morning, going out to a different country with a friend, somebody that you, you don't necessarily know, and experiencing something and sharing it with each other, sharing it with your community, sharing it with your parents who maybe did not have the opportunity to, to travel because they sacrificed so much for you just kind of going back to giving back. This is an experience that gave me so much. It's definitely important to give back to Semester at Sea and to your communities um, because it'll inform your global perspective and it'll help you be, be better.
Special thank you to everyone involved in this week's episode and to the members of the Semester at Sea office who helped put this production together. To any alumni, please reach out to the show. The content on this show is made possible with your experiences. Once again, to apply, donate, or learn more, please visit semesteratsea.org. To close out this week's episode, we will hear a song from John Rosenberg, Anthem for the Voyagers of the World. John has sailed multiple times with his wife, Randy Sue Quatt. Thank you for listening. Without further ado, sailing off. Welcome, first of all. My wife, Randy Sue Quatt, and I have sailed a few times with Semester, and it just really changed our lives. So here I am to kind of give something back to the program by playing some original songs. It's a small idea, but I thought it might be nice to write something that addressed that fact that we're all part of one place. I was just reading a poem here that I found in this book. It's called Anthem for the World, my poetry book. An old book I got from a dear friend who I sailed with on semester at sea a bunch of years ago. I find great poems and write, uh, write the music to them. 